Oh, hello again, everyone. This is Kevin Hissong with Rain Over Money. Welcome to episode 17. And today we're going to be talking about a term, an investment strategy called dollar cost averaging or DCA as it is uh, known in short. Uh, so we're gonna jump right into it. It's, a, it's not a complicated strategy. It's something many of you are already doing, but it's one of those things that if you understand it, it can really help your mentality when it comes to investing, uh, especially through the hard times. And uh, you know, right now markets are kind of flat, not doing a whole lot. Uh, and obviously we're coming off the last year or so. So this is something to keep in mind, not only for where we're at now, but uh, where we're going in the future that can really be a positive to help you reach your financial goals, uh, short-term, mid-term, long-term, it can come in handy for all types of uh, strategies and situations. So dollar cost averaging. Again, my name is Kevin Hissong. Welcome to Rain Over Money, uh, episode 17, dollar cost averaging. Uh, give us a like uh, if you're looking at YouTube, uh, looking through the uh, listening through the podcast, business at Twitter, Instagram, so on and so forth. All right, jumping into it here, uh, dollar cost averaging. This is um, my favorite, if not pretty much my only investment strategy that I've ever used. I like it so much that about 20 years ago now, uh, I wrote an article. It was. Um, I just kind of on a whim said, you know what, I want to see if I can get an article published. And uh, about 20 years ago, uh, we were coming off the dot com bubble that the NASDAQ was falling apart. Um, you know, all the all the uh, Internet companies were going bust and so on and so forth. And it was really the first real bad investment um, period we had had in quite a long time because there was a quite a, quite a good bull market through the 90s and late 90s, early 2000s, somewhere in that time frame, uh, we, we caught into a rut. And that's when, uh, to me, dollar cost averaging was, was so important and a term that's been around a long time. I don't know who invented the term dollar cost averaging, but uh, whoever did it, uh, nice job. And um, so I wrote this article and it got picked up by two uh, different outlets, Young Money Magazine and Military Magazine kind of random uh but yeah it was dollar cost averaging i think the title the subtitle was something like you couldn't have picked a better time to be young and investing and that's really something i think that's that's stayed um you know it's not that you just need to be young and and investing it's anyone that is able to do a consistent investing pattern over time dollar cost averaging can really help you through the ups and downs and i'm going to explain why that is so what is dollar cost averaging Dollar cost averaging is a, a periodic planned investment strategy where you're constantly putting money to work. I want you to think if you're familiar with your 401k or your retirement plan, um, you know, even if you're not using one, how they work is you get a paycheck and each time you get a paycheck, a certain portion of that money that you've designated is coming out of that paycheck and then being invested into your retirement plan. So whether you're getting paid twice a month, weekly, once a month, whatever it is, uh, you are constantly investing in the market. And you know, if you look back throughout a year, let's say in January and February, you invested when the markets were doing really well, and then the markets fell apart over the next four months. So um, over March, April, May, June, you invested at much lower amounts in the different investments because obviously the investments are fluctuating uh, every day. So sometimes you're going to be investing when it's higher. Sometimes you're going to be investing when it's lower. If you're buying, um, whether it's shares or units or, or, or whatever it is of ETFs or mutual funds and, and, and stocks, 
you know, sometime you're going to buy five or six shares or five or six units. And other times if the price has fallen, you are putting away enough money to buy eight or nine shares. So you're buying more. So that's one of the benefits. I think you can maybe probably see where I'm going here is when the markets do hit a down cycle and whether it's short-term or long-term down cycle, you take advantage of that as an investor by being able to gobble up more shares. And, you know, there, there's one place you definitely want to be greedy and that's in investing in terms of you want all the shares. You want as many shares, uh, as many units as possible of the different investments you can have. So anytime you get a chance to buy eight or nine instead of six or seven, uh, that's great. Now your overall account value may be down, but as we've discussed, think about, you know, short term, you're going to have these blips up and down, up and down, whatever it may be. But if you pull out a S&P 500 chart over the long term, 30, 40, 50 years, it looks like you're climbing up a mountain. Yeah, sure. Sure. There's some valleys you have to go down in between that. But when you expand it out and the longer you expand it out, the overall tendency is the market is going to go up. And that's why dollar cost averaging is so important because you're constantly putting money in. It doesn't matter how the market's performing. If it's performing up, great. Your, your overall account value is up. If it's come down a little bit, great. You're going to buy more shares. And those shares then should uh, outperform over time. And you've got more shares that are accumulating better. Because think about it. If a, um, let's just use one specific company. Let's, let's say a share price of a stock is $100 a share. And you buy um, five shares. And at, you know that's $500 total and it accumulates over time uh, and say that stock price doubles over uh, a couple years, now you've got $1,000. That's great. But what if that share price was down around uh, you know, $75, $80? You still have that same $500. Uh, you're gonna buy many more shares and those shares doubling over time uh, are going to be able only to increase that much more. So it's, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but if you can invest over time and not worry about the short term of what that price is doing, as long as you're investing in, in good quality companies, good quality indexes, that's why the S&P 500 is one of my top holdings. I'm not going to try and beat the markets. Uh, I'm going to let the S&P 500 do what it does over time as it always has. And I'm going to reap the benefits down the road. At least I believe that. And like I said, three out of four years, it's going to be up. And over the long term, it's returned, what, around 8% over the last 40, 50 years or so. So a uh, great option to choose if you're starting to, to set a, a fundamental base for your investment portfolio. So with your 401k, with your, uh, your you know, whatever your paycheck's going into, you're investing over time, you're buying low, you're buying high. It's great because it takes the the psychological um, part of investing out of the mix. You know, people get so scared sometimes, uh, obviously with the pandemic, a lot of people were scared. A lot of people left the markets. A lot of those people left the markets and never come back. And, you know, the, the markets have done quite, if you look at the beginning of the pandemic till now, the markets have done you know pretty darn well. Um, but so many people have not come back. So many people are sticking their money in, in earning three or 4% in CDs thinking that's a great rate, but when you look at inflation, uh, you're not even keeping up with inflation. Now inflation is coming down, we know, uh, and, and it's okay to put some money in a short-term place where interest rates, you can take advantage of those CD rates and, and money market rates and so on and so forth. But the majority of your money you want growing over time and trying to keep up with the market as much as possible and based on as much risk as you can tolerate. Um, 
So again, going back to the psychological behavior of it, you don't have to worry if the market's up. You don't have to worry if the market's down. It's an automatic investment strategy and your dollar cost averaging in, which means you're buying high, you're buying low, you're buying medium over the long term. That is dollar cost averaging in a nutshell. Nothing special there whatsoever. So that's the term. That's what you're doing primarily in your 401k. So as I mentioned, as you get more disposable income, uh, maybe you've got your 401k, uh, maybe you're looking at setting up a Roth, maybe you're looking at setting up a joint brokerage account, you should try and do the same thing because dollar cost averaging and, and some type of systematic investment plan go hand in hand uh, because you want to be buying regardless of what the market's doing and not trying to time things. There's a great saying, and um, if you've been around financial industry at all, you've heard the saying eight gazillion times, it's time in the market, not timing the market. Time in the market, not timing the market. And I thought I could go through my entire uh, career of rain over money and not say that because it's been beat to death, but it's so true. It's one of the great sayings of all time. Uh, and what that means is it's time in the market. You've got to stay invested and don't try and pick when to invest. One of the greatest stories I ever heard, Peter Lynch was a famed um, Fidelity fund manager and managed the Fidelity Magellan fund for many years. Uh, I want to say in the 80s, 90s, maybe left in early 2000, maybe in the late 90s. But he was known because the Magellan fund had outperformed the S&P for many, many years. And he was like the greatest fund manager and everybody wanted to put their money in the Fidelity Magellan fund. And I think it had so much money in it, it eventually closed to new money. Um, but that being said, they ran a study and it showed that people that were invested in the Fidelity Magellan Fund only got about, I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, mess this up, I'm sure, but the Fidelity Magellan Fund, let's say if the S&P returned eight or 9%, it returned 12% a year for 20 years, something like that. People that were actually invested in the Magellan Fund only got about 4% returns. So why if the fund did 12%, did they only get 4%? It's because individuals were putting their money in and taking their money out and moving it around and putting it in the contra fund and putting it in money markets and trying to time the market instead of just keeping time in the market. Um, so that's a perfect example. And that's one that's always stuck with me of you had this great fund manager who was just crushing the market for many years, which is so tough to do. And uh, many people actually didn't reap the benefits of it because they thought that they were smarter than Peter Lynch and wanted to move their money in and out. So stay in, stay in the long term. If the market, if, if your portfolio is reacting too much and you don't like how it's re returning, in other words, you're not happy with, um, and it makes you feel uneasy, maybe how much you're losing in a down cycle, you've probably got too much risk in the portfolio. You want to stay invested. But maybe, you know, go in a more conservative or moderate route if you're invested aggressively or moderate and moderately aggressively, you know, pull back your investment strategy a little bit. Uh, maybe put some in bonds, put some in money market, don't have so much exposure in equities and stock portfolios and so on and so forth. Um, so again, like your 401k, like, like your, your 403b, your TSA, whatever it is, your 457 plan with the government. Um, putting money in on a constant basis takes that behavioral out of it. You just know that, hey, I'm winning by putting money in every two weeks or every month or every quarter, whatever it is. So if you're setting up your Roth IRA, try and do the same thing. You know, a lot of people, 
I think, you know, some people, I don't know the percentage, some people will put in their lump sum, whether it's the 5,000 or 6,000 they can put into their Roth IRA, they'll put a lump sum in and invest that right away. And every year they'll do the same thing. Maybe it's the, at the end of the year uh, or right before tax time, they'll do that. And really that's one method of dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging doesn't say dollar cost averaging means, um, you know, <clears throat> there's no rules that say it has to be a weekly investment or a monthly investment. If you're doing the same thing consistently, even if it's on an annual basis, there's enough movement over time that even dollar cost averaging on an annual base, basis can work. Um, but maybe you're setting it up so that, hey, I'm going to draw monthly from my account and put it into my Roth IRA, or I'm setting up a joint brokerage account. Um, you know, you pick your investments, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're going to choose and let that automatically go into to those investments. Now, a joint brokerage account may be a little more difficult because uh, you may not always be allowed to set up a systematic investment into the specific investments. What I mean by that is the money first has to move from your bank account to the joint brokerage cash holding account. And from the cash holding account in the joint brokerage account is where you make your purchases from. So a lot of the times, if, you, if you're setting up a systematic withdrawal from your bank account into your joint brokerage account, that money's gonna sit in your cash account in the joint brokerage until you decide what ETF, what stock you wanna invest in. Uh, depending on who you work with, if it's E-Trade, Robinhood, so on and so forth, you may be able to automatically set up buying shares systematically over uh, you know, a monthly or quarterly setup. And if you can, that's great. I would highly recommend doing that because if not, you have to manually decide each month or each quarter to make those purchases. So the more you can automate, the better, the more you can get it out of your hands and not even see it, uh, the better. So just a couple ideas there. And then the last thing I'll say about dollar cost averaging and why I love it is because it ties in perfectly with dividends. Now in your 401k, um, unless you've got some solo 401k that you've set up that you're buying your own investments, many 401k options will not throw off dividends. But if you've got a Roth that you, maybe you've got individual stocks in or you've got some ETFs or mutual funds that pay dividends and the same thing with your brokerage account, if you've got stocks, ETFs, anything that throws off dividends, is dividends are kind of a default dollar cost averaging. Uh, we've talked about AT&T in the past. AT&T is paying a ridiculous dividend right now, around 7%, although uh, the stock isn't really doing a whole lot, so I don't know how great of a growth stock it is, but you can't beat it when it comes to dividends it's paying. So it's paying like a 7% dividend right now. Uh, so you've got $1,000, you invest in it. Uh, every year, that's going to throw off about $70 of dividends that's going to repurchase more shares. And most of the time stocks, uh, ETFs will pay on a quarterly basis. Sometimes they'll pay on a monthly basis. But when you reinvest those dividends, and remember I've said before, it's called a DRIP, Dividend Reinvestment Plan. Uh, you do need to check a box or do something with your brokerage account or with your Roth to, to show that you want those dividends reinvested. Otherwise they're gonna be, be paid out and sit in that cash account of your uh, of your Roth or of your brokerage account. Um, but if you check the box, you get the dividend reinvestment, that's, those dividends are automatically going to reinvest. So AT&T, perfect example, they pay a quarterly dividend. Um, I, I think the last one was in April. So the April payment goes, you get your dividend, that money automatically goes in and buys shares at the current price. And again, that's dollar cost averaging. It's buying it at the current price. 
So it buys in April, it buys in uh, you know, August or whatever, it buys in October. So no matter what AT&T stock is doing, you're buying each time. And what, if it's up, hey, maybe you're buying less shares because the stock's up, but hey, your overall stock account is growing. If it's down, you're buying more shares. Great, because when it does turn around and go up, eventually you're gonna have more shares and reap the benefits because more shares equal more money in the long term. We want all the shares. Um, so that's why I think dividends play a nice role in this. You don't need all your investments to pay dividends, but it is nice while you're in this accumulation phase because we'll talk about the income phase when you're ready to retire, how to get money shortly in an upcoming episode. But as long as you're in this accumulation phase, you want to accumulate as many shares and as many units of ETFs, mutual funds, and stocks you can. And dollar cost averaging and reinvesting dividends is a perfect one-two punch to be able to do that. So that's all I want to say about it today. I hope that gives you uh, at least an idea. If you see just the term DCA, uh, Dave Clark, Adam, DCA, or dollar cost averaging, that's a term. It's a powerful term. It's a simple term that you can utilize and you're probably already utilizing it in the market. So next time the markets go way down, just think of it as, oh, this is perfect opportunity. You know, once you get uh, over being upset and fearful that the, that the world is coming to an end, think about, hey, this is a perfect opportunity because the next time I invest, I'm gonna be buying this many more shares and I'm just gonna be ready for when the markets take off again. So hopefully that helps your psychology when it comes to investing a little bit. It can be difficult, but uh, investment behavior is one of the, the things that you have to power through and, and kind of harden yourself at a little bit to be prepared to, uh, to go through all the bumps of investing, especially if you're investing in the stock markets. You do that, it's gonna pay off over the long term. Uh, again, so I'm Kevin Hissong. Thanks again for taking this time to join me today, Rain Over Money. Feel free to visit the website, rainovermoney.com, Instagram, Twitter, Rain Over Money uh, handle on those accounts. And uh, got a comment, got a question, hit me with an email. So thanks again, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Dollar Cost Averaging. I'm Kevin Hissong with Rain Over Money. We'll see you next time. Have a great one.